0: You're listening to the Father's House Podcast. We're in Owensboro, Kentucky. Hope you guys enjoy. If you guys want more information, you can go to thefathershouseky.com. Good morning. Woo, I missed y'all. There's a soundboard up here. Does anybody need this? I hope not. Thank you. Well, it is so good to be back in the house this morning. I was in Florida for a week. I missed y'all. I've been in the 5 6 room helping with the transition. I feel like I haven't been in here in a year. So I'm really excited, and God has been stirring in me this last week when we were in Florida. We joke around that I always go on vacation, because I like vacation, but I always tell Pastor Mike that Florida is my portal. You're looking at me like, what do you mean by that? That's weird. It is weird. Um, I love going to Florida because it's an, it's an ability for me to get out in expect to go get ministered to. And I always go in expectation that God is going to do something in me, and then I'm going to be able to come and impart what he wants to do in our body. Amen? But while I was in Florida, I kept getting these text messages from friends all around the country who follow our church because they love me and they want to see what God is doing in Owensboro, Kentucky. And everybody's like, your pastor was on fire on Sunday. Y'all can clap. I was like, what is he talking about? And then I come back and hear he's talking about sex. I'm like, of course. It's like the hot topic. Actually, he was talking about purity, people, so don't get offended by what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that... I came back and I was like, what was so different? Because I heard y'all online going, amen, yes, pastor. And I'm like, that's the most I've ever heard our church respond ever online. And I called my friend and I said, hey, what happened on Sunday? (laughs) And she said, you know what, Faith? There was the authenticity of vulnerability and transparency that people could connect with that pastor mike released and for me when i listened to this sermon do you know what i saw that i continue to see in this house that i continue to see in the leadership that totally humbles me is the humility that our pastors carry They are constantly saying, Lord, how can I decrease so you can increase in me? And it is truly what you saw last Sunday, and I believe we're going even to a deeper place in the next season of transparency, of vulnerability, to say, yes, Lord, to all that you want to do in and through me. Amen? Amen. Are you with us? Good. Put your hands out in front of you this morning. Say, Lord, I receive. Everything that's from you, and if it's not from you, I don't receive it. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for an opportunity to release what you've been birthing and stirring in me, God. I thank you, God, that we open up our ears, our minds, our hearts, our spirits to receive all that it is that you want to say, all that it is that you want to do, Lord. Humble us. Let us come lower, Lord. Let us decrease in order for you to increase this morning. In Jesus' name. And everybody says? Amen. So while I was in Florida, I was not scheduled to preach today by the way. But the Lord has something that he does to me every time I go away that stirs in me and then it's like he aligns Pastor Mike and I and I came back and he's like I want to meet with you Friday cuz I told him all that God was doing. And in our meeting on Friday I said, "What are you preaching on on Sunday?" And he was like, "I don't I don't know. I got one thing but I are you supposed to preach? And I look back in my book that I've been reading and in my book I had written August 27th and it was a word from the Lord. So I just assumed it was a word that I was gonna give to Pastor Mike about our church that the Lord gave me to pray over and believe for for God for the next season. But I actually believe it's a word that I'm supposed to release for all of us to move forward to in the next season. And it's really powerful and it's gonna probably feel like a sock in the stomach. Because when I came back, I experienced the same thing as God was starting to stir something in me. And he began to take me back when I was 16, and I had this picture of when I was being sent off to the mission field by these pastors, these missionaries, and they had a granddaughter that had died at the age of 16, and they had told me that, "'You are called to the nation's faith to take her place, called to the mission field, called to preach the gospel.'" And over time, I keep getting that back stirring in me, but over time and disappointment, can I just be honest, disappointment in ministry, disappointment in the church, disappointment in my heavenly father, I have backed down. I have said, not me, Lord, go and get somebody else to do this because it looks inconvenient. Everybody say inconvenient. Look at your neighbor and say, it's going to be inconvenient. It is. You look at the life of Mary. She's like, why am I called to carry this, the savior of the world? And then everybody's going to mock me and tell me, like, how did this happen? What did you do? She wanted to say, let somebody else do it. Think about the times in our lives that we are inconvenienced. I don't know about you, but my electricity went out on Friday, and our temperature went from 76 to 80 degrees in my house in 20 minutes. And all of a sudden, an hour later, it came back on, and it blew out our dryer. What an inconvenience. About two months ago, we all lost phone connections. I'm going to die. I can't contact my kids. Raise your hand if you remember that. Yeah, it was such an inconvenience. My friend called me getting her hair done the other day. She was like, my car won't start. Where's Steve? I've got to find him. If you know my husband, he works on cars. What an inconvenience. You go out and it's raining. You're trying to start your car and it doesn't start for you. Has that ever happened to you before? Yeah. You get to your email box and you get all the spam messages and you're like, oh, I got to sit here and delete all of them. What an inconvenience, right? So all of these bad inconveniences, and I think we look sometimes at what the Lord has asked us and called us to do, and we're like, that's too inconvenient for me. That's not gonna work with my schedule. That's not gonna work with my 20-year plan going on that I know that I have to do this, 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 and this. That's just not gonna work with my schedule. And God is saying, exactly. Look at your neighbor and say exactly. God wants to inconvenience us so that he can take us to where he wants us to go. It is the truth. I came back from Florida, And the Lord showed me this picture while I was in Florida, and the Lord does that. I don't know how he speaks to you, but he loves to show me pictures. And over 25 years of walking with the Lord, this is just how he speaks to me. As you get in deeper relationship with somebody, you know how they communicate. I can look at Steve's body language and know he's mad. You can tell if you're doing life with someone in the trenches when they look at you and you know they're looking right through your soul. I had somebody tell me that the other day. I was like, ooh, they didn't like that, right? And so I know that the Lord shows me pictures and he began to show me this picture of an angel and this angel had me by the hand and I was like over all of this land and I could see out and he said, Faith, you are a seer. And you've seen what's to come because I've shown you what you're called to. And as he took me higher, I'm like, okay, Lord, what does that even mean? Like, this is my dialogue I always have with the Lord. He said, I I want you to go higher, but you have to get out of my way. Look at your neighbor and say, get out of my way. Look at your other neighbor and say, I don't wanna be in anybody's way. (laughs) I don't know about you, but I don't want to be in the Lord's way. Not anymore. I have continued to say, my capacity is at the extent that I can carry in ministry. And the Lord said, really? Is that you talking or is that me talking? And are you relying on yourself or are you relying on me? And I'm like, dang, that is a convicting word for me because, you know, over time, I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna keep separation like and this is good because you need balance in your life, and that's not what I'm saying. But I have been walking the line of convenience for too long for what he's called me to greater in. And I know that sacrifices in season will produce fruit in future generations and generations to come. I don't know, I'm fired up y'all because God just gave me an encounter that I'll never ever shake and he wants the same for you today. So if you are, you're like, "Woo! something is going on in my belly and in my heart, that's the Lord. I want you to think back to what the Lord has promised you. What has he shown you for your future? What has he told you that you would carry? What has he said to you because you've been obedient here but you're still not seeing what's coming yet? What is it that right now you're too convenient in that you know I need to let this go to be inconvenienced to do what God is wanting me to do in the next season? And if you look through the Bible, you will be able to see tons of people that were inconvenienced. I'm gonna start by just sharing with you a few different stories. You look at the life of Abraham. He lived at home with his family. He lived pretty well off. And then God said, I want you to leave your entire land behind not knowing where he was going, not knowing if he was gonna even have something good to step into, but it was saying, I'm gonna be inconvenienced because I know on the other side there's something better for me. There's something better for you. There is, and then you look at Moses and he was living in exile with his in-laws, working as a shepherd far away from the problems of the Israelite people in Egypt. And God called Moses from the burning bush, and he sent him to confront Pharaoh and leave God's people out of slavery. How inconvenient would that be? And Moses is like, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get myself out of the way. And then if you look at Peter, Andrew, James, and John, they were fishing, they were doing a good job, they were just hanging out. And then Jesus said, come, come. What did he say after? And follow me. Do you know what they did immediately? They let down their nets and they followed after him. They could have kept fishing. It would have probably been good. But God had something better for them. If you look at the life of Matthew, the tax collector, making some money, what did Jesus say? Come and what? follow me and what did he do he followed him i might not be making enough money in my next job lord but i'm gonna trust you it's gonna be inconvenient for me to serve in kids ministry because i've got four kids yeah i was in the bathroom over there and i heard my my nine-month-old screaming in the nursery and i was like "Ah, this is an inconvenience i just want to go get my baby but I'm called to do this. And so God puts the right people around me. I said, can, can you go get my baby? Yes. Listen, whatever it is, he's called you to. He's equipping those that he calls. He's going to give you what you need. The gifts and the callings are without repentance, people. Romans eleven 29. I'm going to just jump there really quick. There's a, um, it says for God's gifts and his call can never be withdrawn. When I was 16, when God said, I promised you this, I want you to walk in the authority that I've given you. Man, I backed down for years, intimidated. I don't know the Bible, I can't memorize the Bible. I'm a woman. They don't know me, I've only been in Owensboro a couple of years. God said, your gifts and your callings are irrevocable, Faith. I cannot take them away and I will not take them away. He looked at Mary and he said, your gift and your calling is not revocable. I cannot withdraw it from you because you are called to take the gift and receive it to the world. That is what you are called to. It's not a gift to hold in and it's not a gift to just stay and be stale, but it's a gift to give to the world. It is not for you to hold on to. Man, you guys, we've got to get a hold of this and we've got to come low. We've got to decrease so that he can increase. And I am I was wrecked and I used to I used to not like it when people use that word. I was like, what do you even mean by that? It's so weird when you say wrecked by God. That sounds bad actually. <laughs> And Pastor Mike, this is the book that I preached about not wanting to read, by the way, two months ago. Uh, He gave me this book, I think it was two months ago, and I looked at it, Birthing the Miraculous, and I was like, Heidi Baker, whoo, she's out there. I'm not ready for this. Uh, I'll just pick it up another time. And before I left for Florida, I looked at my desk and this book kept like saying, pick me up, pick me up. I was like, I don't want to take this. I got a nine month old on the plane. There's no way we're going to be doing things in Florida. I'm not going to have time. And the Lord said, get that book. And I thought it was all about miracles. See, here's the thing, people. Birthing the miraculous, we cannot birth anything unless we have intimacy with the Father. And when I began to read this book, I I became undone. I kept crying, I could not stop crying reading the pages because Heidi Baker talks about intimacy with the Lord but she said, do you know what she asked the Lord? She said, Lord, I want to die. I was like, what, that's crazy. She wanted to die to her own plan and her own way. She said, I will give up everything, Lord, so that you will take over and resurrect me and do what you want me to do. It says in her book, I'm gonna just read this part. She says, first I'm gonna ask you, What have you been saying yes to in this season? I know for me, personally, I've wanted to say yes to my family, and I think that's important. I wanted to say yes to rest, and I feel like there are seasons for rest. I wanted to say yes to play, yes to vacation, and that's still good. But the Lord said, I need your full yes faith to what I want to do. So what have you been saying yes to? Is it the people around you? People pleasers, there's a lot of us, right? We've said yes because people wanted us to do that. We've said yes to things in our life that have become idols that have taken the place of his, our first yes. We've said yes to maybe a job that looks good because the money's there and it all fits your plan. But God's been saying, hey, I've been breathing on you for a while now of the desire to do this. But you just keep like, oh, there's no way that's gonna work in my plan right now. It's an inconvenience. You're right, it is. And that's what he's trying to do is to alter our thinking to not say yes to the things that we want, but yes to the things that he wants, amen? Amen. So Heidi Baker, she says this. She says, so I believe God pregnates us all with gifts, callings, with hunger, with all of these things, fruits of the spirit. She says, being pregnant comes with great weight. So when the Lord has asked you, he's like impregnated you like he did for me when I was 16, that ministry, you would be going. It says in Jeremiah 2, he always keeps going me back to this place that you will be um you will go back to the place that you once knew. Faith, he said, and I will put two shepherds over you, and you will do ministry. And that is a scripture I keep going back to. The Lord reminds me. See, it's not like this thing that you have to have this encounter that I'm talking about. You just need one one word from the Lord, and where does that come from? The Bible, His Word. In His presence, He speaks. If we're listening. And so she said, being pregnant comes with great weight, discomfort, and inconvenience. I've never been physically pregnant, so I don't know all of those feelings, but most of you women who've been physically pregnant, you know that it can be painful. It can be exhausting. There can become great weight on you that it's like, I don't know if I'm gonna last full term. And I know for me, I adopted children, so I still felt pregnant the whole time, the waiting, the pain of getting picked and not getting picked and going back and forth. So I still kind of felt the pregnancy. But when God pregnants us, he's saying, you know, Faith, what will you do when carrying my promise strains you, when it does seem weighty? He said, will you please say, please, God, take away this promise, or will you yield even in the midst of the radical changes that he asks you to do? even if it stretches and pulls you. You know the stretch marks on your belly when you get pregnant? Oh, man, I'm telling you, when you're called to something, God's stretching you. Why? Because he wants you to grow up. He wants you to experience his fullness. He wants you to experience you leaning on him and not your own understanding so that you can birth something so beautiful full term. She says, people in the world abort their babies because they don't want to make sacrifices children require. And if you've ever had an abortion, there is no condemnation for you in Christ Jesus. That is the past for you. And Jesus, if you are suffering from abortion and you still have pain of that in the future, and right now, I just want you to know that Jesus can come and cleanse you and heal your heart right now. And if you need someone to talk to, I am here for you. I will meet with you individually. So this is not to shame you. This is not to call you out. This is just saying that people, even with the gifts and the callings, we abort too soon what God has asked us to carry. Up, I'll give it to somebody else. They're called to carry it. I know for me personally, God has still given me a children's ministry years ago in a Patricia King conference. And I'm just thinking, oh, I'll let my daughter carry that out and write those children's books because I got too much going on. That's an inconvenience. The Lord said, no, I've called you to do that. So many times we want to get somebody else to run with a God-given dream and that he's birthed in us, but you are called to carry it full term. Don't you want to carry it full term? Don't you want to see fruit from, I mean, listen, if I spent six years trusting in the Lord, believing that I was carrying something and all of a sudden something happens and I just walk away from it. Dang it, I just lost six years of my life. I could have just kept pressing through and six months later received the promise. You never know when you're going to receive the promise. It might be tomorrow. It might be ten years. But he's asking us, get your life in a place where you will say yes to me. She said, you have to have intimacy with the Lord in order to get pregnant with what he wants you to give birth to in the next season. And the thing that I love about pregnancy, so you know, in natural pregnancy, you wanna feed yourself well to nourish the baby. You wanna get some good sleep right? And I would think you would want to exercise some so that you would feel good about delivering a baby and being ready physically to deliver a baby. And I think the same thing spiritually. God is saying, let's eat on the word. Let's get it in our system so that when we birth something, we'll be able to really push it out when we need to push it out. And in seasons where it feels like I'm stretching and I'm growing and it's hard and it's painful, the word keeps coming back and reminds me, hey, I've never left you, I'm not forsaking you. You're gonna finish, you're gonna finish strong. And then the part about exercising, you know, it's time to exercise our faith by stepping out and moving forward and trusting the Lord that he's gonna meet us right where we're going. Remember, he says, Come. That's the intimacy part. He says, Come and then follow me. Right? He's saying, Just come. That scripture, come. Come. And though your yoke, my yoke is easy and my burden is light, and I will give you rest. Come, little children. For the kingdom of heaven is yours. If you look over and over and over again, Jesus keeps saying, come. He's wanting us to come and say yes to him. And from that place, he will allow us to experience all of his fullness. And then resting. Resting and being still before the Lord and hearing from him and what he's saying. Because without that... You're going to feel lost to be able to know how to discern, how to walk out what he's asked you to walk out. OK, Lord, is this your voice or the voice of a stranger? I'm going to wait here, and I'm going to rest in what you had said, and I'm going to wait to hear from you. And that's what I did in Florida. I was like, Lord, you're, you're doing something crazy in me. I, I don't even know what this is. And he said, just be still. I'm going to, I'm going to show you something. But I had to be still for an hour. It wasn't a long time. And as I was still, he showed me that picture of the angel. He's wanting to get something in and through you, church. He's wanting us to have intimacy with him, to come closer, to be with him, to long with him. It says that he inhabits the praises of his people. When I looked up the word inhabit, it means to dwell and to live in. If you look at actors in the world, they have a character that they want to become, right? And they're just not, when you notice, most good actors actually can recite their lines and become the character. God isn't wanting us to read the word, know the word, and not walk in his character, and not walk in unity with him, and in the partnership that he longs for, and just recite the lines. I don't wanna recite the lines. Do you? Say no. Yes, you don't. And here's something I read that I was like, oh man, this really hurts me to hear this, but this is really true. By the way, we're gonna have this in our, our bookstore, and I recommend everybody reading this. It's your next step for intimacy with the Lord. It's called Birthing the Miraculous by Heidi Baker. It's an exceptional read. I've highlighted half of the book. And she says, becoming familiar with God's word and his presence is a lifelong journey. It is not overnight. It is not a year. It is not going to Bible school. It is not serving in kids ministry. It is not being an usher. Here's what she says, the more you experience his word, the more desperately you will need him. The more you experience in your life, the more desperately you will need him. So it's not just a wham-bam thing. It's like, I'm not called to just have an encounter here and encounter there, but I'm called to encounter him every day. Every second of every day in all that I'm doing, in every moment, it's an encounter with the Lord. And he's saying, come. Worship team, will you come forth? Here's the beautiful thing is that serving God is an it's not always easy. He said we're going to have trials and tribulations, right? We're in the world, we're not of the world. But here's what's so beautiful is, is that he does not leave us alone as we work for him. We work with him. He offers grace as we stumble and serve him imperfectly. I look back and I'm like, man, I could look back and say, even uh, super transparent, I've, I've lost a year in ministry because I haven't stepped into all that he's asked me to do and said my full yes. But that's not what he wants. That's not why he's telling me that. He's just saying, all right, let's move forward. Let's move on. Let's get a little bit more inconvenience so I can have full reign, faith. Let's get a little bit more inconvenience so you can touch more lives. Let's get a little bit more inconvenienced so your children will see the fruit of your labor for generations to come. Do you want that? Man, will you stand with me this morning? I just want to do an activation this morning. I really truly believe that God wants to encounter you this morning. I believe that he's saying, if you will come, You will never, ever be the same again. If you come, you will see me in a different way. If you come, I'm going to move that mountain for you because you're trusting me. If you come, your children are going to be saved. If you come to me, everything that will line up that's been broken for years will begin to get straight if you come to me. So in this moment, will you just close your eyes for a second? Please don't leave. I believe God wants to take us into the next season of a year of intimacy that he would into me, he would see and he would be right there with me. And I want to open up this altar today. If you are really serious about saying, Jesus, I'm going to come. And I'm going to get inconvenienced so that you can come and use me the way that you have intended to. Maybe for a year. Maybe for years. You know, people say, Faith, I don't know what's next for me. I don't know if God is good. Guess what? Guess what? It's your opportunity to come and see that he's good right here at the altar, right here in this moment. He is present and he wants to speak to you. I want to allow an opportunity for you to come. Church, come, come. If you want more of him, come. If you want him to wreck you, come. If you want him to move in your life, come. Jesus, Come.